DJ Eakin here along the side. My partner, my partner in crime, Crisco Kid, fresh off of uh, Super Bowl festivities. Um, Crisco, I'm still jealous. I'm still jealous. I'm still jealous. Bro, you were there two years ago. You know, you already know this. It was just a good. <laughs> We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Man, the Players Playlist podcast about to pop off. Crisco, um, I, I definitely want to dedicate a lot of this episode to your Super Bowl recap because you were actually there in the festivities. You got to see a lot of things. And I think, you know, like we've talked about these things before. It's nothing like getting that inside look at things. You know, we can see things on TV. We can look at the backdrops and people talk about a few things. But you've been there since they set up everything that went on all the way up through the game. So I want to get that, but, but, I, but I do have a, like a, a little bit of a pet peeve right now, or just something that bothers me a bit. Right. And, and I want to preface this by saying, I don't have a problem with the said uh, company that I'm about to talk about because I do corporate thug. And actually I do love this place a lot. And actually when I got there today, I happened to open the app and they had a gift for me. So Chick-fil-A, I first want to say, I appreciate that there was a gift for me this morning, a four count mini. I had one of those along with my coffee, but what I'd like to talk about and what I have this bone to pick, and it's not just with Chick-fil-A. Why do they hold on to things like the stirrers and the straws so tightly like 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 i've been there the last three times i've been to the chick-fil-a window crisco i order a coffee if i go in the morning right and i'll say four creams three sugars and they give it to me and a couple of times today i was determined it wasn't going to happen i leave and get to my destination and i ain't got a damn stir in sight so how am i to stir the coffee i ain't got a spoon crisco um I mean, I think you're concerned about the wrong thing. Oh, oh, this guy. Oh, this guy. And three sugars in a cup about this big. That's what I'm really concerned about. Well, well, okay. Okay. Well, let me let me do this. That's that's a little over, but I don't use all the sugars. I do use all the creams because I what I've de- what I'm what I've determined as I figure this out is if I put the cream in, it gives me the flavor that I that I want. So I don't need as much sugar. So it winds up I actually only use one of the sugars and I use three of the creams. But I always ask for four creams and three sugars. So here's here's an idea. Why don't you just start drinking cream? Pour yourself a cup of cream <laughs> and add a caffeine shot in it. <laughs> And a pack of sugar. If that's what you need, you save a lot of money without ordering all these coffees by just drinking cream with a coffee shot in it. How about that, bro? But Crisco, wait a minute, man. How are you gonna switch my issue though? That ain't even my issue this morning. I mean tattoo, man. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, that might be something I need to look into. But 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 my but but okay, so the nice lady comes to the window and they're very polite as always. So again, I, w- I don't want to make this about like bad service or anything like that. Right. Um, so she gives me the bag, hands me the coffee. And I was yeah. determined this time, Crisco, you ain't going to get the kid. So I open the bag, no stirrer, nothing. So I look at her and I go, can I get a, um, uh, uh, a stirrer? And she was like, you know, as if she didn't understand me. And I know sometimes it's the morning, it's early. So I said something to stir the coffee. So when she goes and gets me the stir, Crisco, she comes back and she was almost like apologizing as if that was the only thing that they had. And I was thinking to myself, don't we use spoons at home? Like, what's wrong with just giving me a spoon? And maybe, maybe, Crisco, because Jason's giving me the side eye too. Maybe I'm taking this a little too serious. But I'm like, 
But I'm like, you give me coffee. What am I supposed to do if you also know you give me cream and sugar, Crisco? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. You can always take your own stir, maybe. Oh, it's all my fault now. Maybe, maybe Chick-fil-A, because they do get certain hate from certain groups. Maybe that they have decided to go the uh, environmental route and cut back on the wood that it takes to make the stir to try to please some of the environmentalists, the EPA, whatever it might be. And, and that's their contribution for everyone to bring your own stir. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> so basically a nice guy like me, does it, does what we does, do the nice guy still matter, Crisco? Because think about it like this. As soon as someone decides that they may want to cancel something, they get all the love. We got to get rid of that. We got, they don't, they forget all about the nice guys like me and you. Jason aside, right. like, I'm not sure if Jason's a nice guy at the drive throughs but I am. I'm a nice guy. I say thank you. As a matter of fact, my day is made even more. And that's why, like I said, I don't want to make this like, like Chick-fil-A is bad. It's, it's nothing like that. Like, no. if, if ever well, I go to a Chick-fil-A, go ahead. No, no, Chick- Chick-fil-A has, and I love Chick-fil-A, but they have been um, the salad quality. You know, I, I think they're sliding in a little bit more, ro- uh, not romaine, the uh, iceberg than oh. normal with the green. I've, I've been noticing the when I when I shake the salad at some locations and it, 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 like, I don't, you know, maybe they're trying to cut some corners a little bit and save a little money. But um, you're right. I, I have noticed that. But, you know, they still, I think, by far, hands down, have the nicest customer service. Uh, even though they do forget some items here and there or get the order completely wrong, but they do recover the fumble pretty well when you call up there again. I think you just said they gave you the hook you up with a little surprise. I'm about to download the app right now, yeah, probably. Because like, I'm a four-piece mini, man. Right. Hey, 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 look, Crisco. You know, and you know this yourself, right? If something goes wrong, everybody will call you and Crisco, this ain't right, and tell you what's wrong with the community or somewhere. I, like you, I want to give uh, Chick-fil-A their flowers because, like like I said, these are just small things, right, right, Crisco? These are not big things. That, and, and to your point, right, when they've messed up an order, man, I walk back in there, that order is fixed like, oh, my God, we are so sorry. So And so to me, right, and this is another thing, if you're about to open up a restaurant, if, if you're about to open up a restaurant, I would think that it would be a good idea to like get the Chick-fil-A handbook on customer service, right? Like I think that would be dope, right? If they if they could put out a handbook on customer I think a lot of places could just use the Chick-fil-A handbook because their customer service, if we're giving out flowers right here, and Crisco, can I ask you, can I get a bell of approval? Cause I know you got one over there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> giving giving Chick-fil-A. So effective. I don't know if you remember or not, but during so uh during COVID, certain government agencies asked or they hired People, managers from or if you had Chick Fil A experience to help run the drive-through shots, the the not the shots, the uh, the swabs. Whenever doing know all that. that, I didn't know. Oh that. yeah, they had managers or former managers, if you had Chick Fil A, to say, hey, can you help us with our line management to make sure people can get swabbed? They wait for their tests or, or whatever. You know, they were using people from Chick Fil A. I thought that was amazing. Wow, that's dope. See, see, yeah, you see the small things you learn when you hang out with Crisco Kid, and here he's thinking that if football's over, we might not be here. Oh, that's what I've learned this morning so far. I'm downloading the app for four minis. Hey, sorry about all- your coffee, sir, but I want the four minis. Hey, you know what they also should understand? 
Hey, Chick-fil-A, you see that influencer marketing that just happened here? You got that app download because Eakin is over here telling telling people how dope you are. You understand that? That is influencer marketing, Chick-fil-A. Call me. I'm with you. And we can work out a deal where a four-count mini every now and again. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, Crisco, I'll even bring my own stirrer. Actually, follow me. Chick-fil-A Hollywood, when they did uh-huh. the grand opening at Sunset and... Uh... I can't remember the other, the intersection, but right then to think of Hollywood, uh, they've been following me since. So sometimes when I go to L.A. and I stop by that location, I'll just be like, hey, who do I ask for? What do, what do I got today? Any specials? And they'll hook, they'll hook you up sometimes, man. So shout out to Chick-fil-A Hollywood, that location. Hey, Hello. look at that, man. Look, look at this influencer marketing popping off right here. Crisco, um, speaking of influencer marketing, speaking of things, somebody in the know, before I even let you get into details. On a scale of one to five, if you if you hold in the stars and they're like, Crisco, we need a rating. We're doing a promotion right now. We need the feedback, Crisco. On a scale of one to five, how was the overall NFL experience Super Bowl week out in Phoenix? Probably a 4.5, 4.7, something like that. Wow. I mean, it was um, – it, it, I've been to – a. Miami's Dallas, Houston, LA, um, Houston a couple times because they've done it there. Um, and this one, this is my second experience here. Um, this one in Arizona was hands down way better than the 2015 experience here. Um, I just think it, it was everything ran smooth for what I needed. I thought parking would be a little worse than actually what it was. I mean, if you don't mind paying for the parking, because I didn't have time to, you know, one day I got blessed with a meter, thank God. The other day, uh, I just paid for the parking because I wanted to get in. Um, the, the the light rail, for the most part, worked worked pretty well, so you didn't have to worry about that. That was a free option for everyone that wanted to participate. So kids were free at the NFL experience and uh, the Super Bowl experience. Parents, the first weekend, only paid $20, but I thought that was great that they kept it free. They didn't add on a bunch of those surcharges. Um, opening night was great at the Footprint Center where the Suns play. And, I, you know, I did not go to the Super Bowl. I, I was at, uh, shout out to 1800 Tequila. They had their own private deal. I thought that was cool. Um, but it just seemed a real positive vibe throughout the city overall. And and I didn't know if Glendale or this the city was going to be prepared. But I, I do have to say, and I was kind of like, I don't want to say I was a hater. But I was just like, man, I don't know if we're still ready for this. But I think that the city, I think the people, the organization, it all came together. And I think for the most part, people had a great time um, here in Arizona. Now, this is always something to me, like with where things are right now, right? With where we are in the world, right? How was security? Was that over the top a bit? Was it just what was needed? Because I know you're saying the overall experience, 4.5. But when you're talking security, right, there's always... You know, I, I had a friend of mine that was talking to me about um, when uh, uh, Donald Trump came to uh, Madison Square Garden and she works in the world of sports and she actually had to work in the building that day. And she was talking about the security of how like her bag was like so neatly, neatly packed. And by the time they finished with it, along with the fact that they cut a small slit in it to just make sure over the top, she said the way she got frisked, she felt like they owed her $25 when they were done frisking her. Right. So when you're talking security out there, how tight or how crazy was the security as opposed to what you would normally see at a sporting event in Phoenix? 
Um, I think I think it was still good. I think it was right on par. I think that um, they had the clear bag policy, which at most NFL stadiums, uh, it is a clear bag policy. So I didn't see anything uh, wrong with that. Again, we, I went through the media side of a lot of the events. So you could have a, a work backpack because they don't make a lot of camera, laptop, or whatever backpacks that are clear. So all the, you know, the professionals on that end, but it was thorough. They checked to make sure that it was good. The credentials, they had to make sure you were safe on that aspect. And I think overall, people did feel safe at all the events. Security was working, though. I mean, there'd be a couple of times where I would walk by some cars and, uh, bro, they, some people didn't take five, taking that 20-minute power, that cat nap, because that, that's how hard I think that the security was working. Um, the over-checking of the credentials, part of me as is like, ah, this is just, yo, you're wasting my time. You're just, don't you know who I am and all that? And it just becomes ego-driven. But then when I step out of that, it's like, you know what? I do appreciate the fact that you are double-checking credentials because uh, there's some points where you're like, who's this person with? Or how do we know them? And and I do appreciate that over-check of the credential just to make sure everything is good uh, right. versus under, which could potentially leave everyone at risk for whatever might be happening. So I, I thought they did well, man. Uh, I'm not, again, no no complaints. I thought it was, I thought, I thought it ran smooth. And you were out there, Crisco, you were out there in a couple of capacities, right? I, I saw you doing, and because again, I had to live vicariously through Crisco, this experience, because, you know, his story stayed popping. I almost wanted to block you. I ain't going to lie to you, Crisco. That's it. Look, hater in me almost wanted to block you. Just for a few days, I was like, you know what, man? I ain't, I ain't messing with Crisco these days. I should I should have posted more, Ekin, and I still have videos that I have not put out right. because I'm exhausted and I feel so far behind in like schoolwork, A. Eh? And then, you know what I'm saying? And in the other show, so I'm still trying to catch up this week. But, uh, yeah, man, um, everything was just, everything everything worked how it was supposed to work, right? I, right. I guess that's what you say. And and um, the whole experience, I don't know if you want to deep dive into some of the, the people that were there and and um, just as far as the talent and, and, and building from that aspect. And then I got to hang out as just dad. Right. I like that the most, you know, just racing my son. Uh, inside the Super Bowl NFL experience, taking him to opening night. And I was like, you want to go see Patrick Mahomes? No. Because kind of, he's still four, so he kind of like, I don't want to go. I'm like, this is your guy. Like, what do you mean? I can right. take you on the floor right now. Let's go. And so he just, I don't know, it was weird. They they sat up in the stands and, you know, saw the whole Chiefs. They saw the Eagles and that he's like, oh, like on screen, I'm like, yeah, but I can take you down there right now. And I think he still doesn't kind of grasp that of what's going on. I think sometimes, you know, you want to see your heroes or the people you love playing football kind of on the screen still and might have been intimidated to meet him kind of in person. I'm not right. sure. But I, I got to be working Crisco kid and I got to be dad Josh, you know what I mean? And and it was cool. Or Crisco dad, however you want to put them together. And uh, that was that was really enjoyable for me. Yeah, you're talking about deep dive and where I want to go. Hey, look, Crisco, man, this is your experience. If you got somewhere that I need to go, like if there was something in there that you're like, Eakin needs to know about this, this is the spot to give it to me. Hey, because there ain't nothing I'm going to turn away because because I do want to know. I do right. want to know. When it comes to these events, right, Yeah. were you surprised by any females that were there that you're like, I did not know that she was a sports fan? Not, you know, not, not including – you know, we see a lot of dope women doing sports, right? ESPN, Fox, all these channels, right? They're covering. They're right there in the thick of it. They know what they're talking about. They're giving analysis. They're giving dope interviews. But, like, some entertainers, some 
aka influencers that you were like surprised to see that were really like seeming like they were taking taking in the experience yeah i'm a, um i'm trying to find her i don't know why sometimes instagram will let you you know who you're supposed to be following and, and your latest and earliest i'm trying to find her right now because i w- i didn't really know her story i wasn't familiar with her and i can't even think of her name but she's the um the, like the league mvp uh the the main quarterback in flag football the championship i don't know, I don't know if you know what i'm talking about but like she's a pretty big deal uh, out of Mexico, and I can't think it's not pulling up for like my last follows. I was unaware of her story, so I thought that was cool. Right. Um, I thought you know, following uh, La Morena, who is the artist with her team that was responsible for doing the way uh, the design of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 in Arizona, and to kind of be more familiar with her story. I knew other artists uh, that have worked or a part of that project, but covering that, I know it's not necessarily sports, she's not a sports figure, but. Definitely an influencer in art, and to see native Chicana art come together with the Super Bowl, which, by the way, I would like to see more of that. I thought it was, and a lot of people did make comments that it was, it's okay for the Super Bowl and the league to champion this, but locally, the Cardinals seem to be pretty behind with that. And I was pretty vocal about that during Hispanic Heritage Month, and I've been vocal with the team, like, hey, we should be incorporating more of more indigenous or BIPOC, you know, art and just things that we're doing within the team. Right. And uh, the Suns do an excellent job at that. And I don't feel like the Cardinals are on the same level. And there, there's definitely room for improvement in that aspect. Yeah. But go ahead. No, no, no. What I was going to say to your point, right? I do think that it's important, right? Especially when you go into these cities, right? I think that Atlanta was a great chance for the for the uh, the NFL to embrace like the culture of what goes on in Atlanta, right? It starts a lot with entertainment. It's very Afri- African American heavy, and and a lot of people are winning down there from this culture, right? So when you talk about Phoenix, I think to your point, right? Like you said it. I I think it's a dope thing to when you go in a city like that, right? And not only, you know, a lot of times they say, well, you know, we come and we provide these jobs. We work with the locals. But to your point, right, like it's easy to sit at a table, right, and try to read data and be like, well, we know about this. But why not have someone who actually lives that culture, helps create that culture that's in it every day, also sitting at that table to give thoughts real thoughts because they're actually in it as opposed to you getting you know what i call retweet information they're actually one of the tweeters and i think to your point it's dope when they embrace these things because it makes it all come out even better and to your other point right like this person doesn't necessarily have to say oh i watch football every week but they do understand delivering the culture and then you take the nfl folks who are all about the sports and the product and you put that together and you go we're on to something even more special here. And I think that's a very good point when you talk about all of this. Like, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday and they were like, you know, it's it's easy to look at some data and go, yeah, this is where we should go. But you're never talking to someone who is a part of that data. Right, right, right. You know? Yep, yep, yep. No, um, and just other females that I think were dope in this space. I mean, I am athlete, you know, their host. Um, and again, I spent most of my time inside SiriusXM's uh, our, our space, right? And talk about making uh, something from nothing. Uh, I, I, you know, with Pitbull's globalization, this year the focus was specifically on the sports shows. Um, you know, in Miami, we had a pretty big platform just because that's home of Pitbull. And so we were definitely a featured station there. This year, it was kind of like, hey, yeah, you can, you can hang out with some other guests. If they stop by and we have a little time, we can squeeze you in. So everything that you see on my social media or what globalization posted 
was specifically off either my relationship directly with the people that I built over time, um, or I just had to, again, make something out of nothing and just kind of run up next to him and like, hey, can we do this? Can we do that? All right, cool. Yeah, Pitbull's chain. Oh, yeah, cool. Chris, oh, yeah, good to see you again. Bam, bam, bam. And that's why you have um, like Gary V. So helping Gary V get on the serious sports because he wasn't scheduled to be there. And so I was like, yo, uh, Maha, do you mind or what do you guys want to do? And then bam. So Gary V came through. We, we got on the sports channels, which was great for Sirius XM, the official NFL Super Bowl radio channel. And Gary V doesn't need any of that. He's Gary V, right? right. But just to, to be able to work with different relationships, uh, the Bella Twins, that was cool. They got a new, you know, their podcast, the Bella's podcast, and that's part of Sirius XM. And I had known them before and just their involvement. Uh, if you're not familiar with their story and the Eagles, they're just huge Eagles fans. And uh, Camille Kostic, who, you know, her and Rob Gronkowski and, you know, they uh, her story's cool. She's got the swimsuit uh, radio with Sports Illustrated. So you're, you're kind of not thinking about, well, even though Sports Illustrated and the swimsuit issue are known for each other, sometimes it's cool to hear what the actual women behind the, the swimsuit issues, what they're thinking, their perspective. And other things that they're bringing in with the Super Bowl week. And there was a lot of dope women there. Um, I will tell you, I don't know if you saw the video. There was a lot of curving. <laughs> there were a few times where different athletes that I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, let me let, let me just ask them this question right quick. I need one question. 30 seconds, we can walk and talk. But I was, I was disappointed in Shannon Sharp. Wow. Curve me. Curve me. Horrible. I waited specifically an extra hour for him to get done with stuff, only to have some other person come inside SiriusXM's media space. Without SiriusXM, like, you're only supposed to be any type of video and recording has to be from a, a member of SiriusXM. Talent there, got a show. This guy did not have any of that. And took my damn interview. And wow. I'd already told the team that, hey, I'm here, I'm waiting. If we got time, let's just knock it out. One or two questions, that's it. One of them was about the prostate and men's health that he's promoting. Another one would be whatever I was going to come up with right quick. I think I wanted to ask him, you know, a lot of people, you were uh, their first jersey that they ever bought. Um, who was your first jersey? Or was Incorporate Black History Month somehow different, you know, someone he wanted to highlight. And uh, Curve, some guy came in and took the interview. J.J. Watt. And let me just say this. I might get in trouble. I don't know. But every time I've tried to meet him, it's been an asshole. Every time, at the games, anything. And so I don't know if it's because I'm too short. <laughs> I have literally watched him meet taller people. Right. And it seems to be a cool, oh, oh, hey, hey. And me and another comedian, two totally different interviews, we had the same experience. We put our videos together and made it real. And it's like, but curve. And we're both about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, 5'10", maybe in boots. And just totally ignored us. So I thought that was a little, a little, a little rude. And uh, Brock Purdy, his team gave the ultimate curve. My friends do sports out here. He's from out here. Played high school football in Gilbert, Arizona. Wow. Curbed everyone locally and only wanted to do national outlets. Oh! That hurt. I lost, uh, those three, it was just kind of like, wow. But other than that, a lot of great conversations. Anthony Ramos, who is the new uh, lead character in Transformers Rise of the Beast, known from Hamilton. You know him from In the Heights. He does music as well. That was a great conversation. 
and uh, Chad Ocho Cinco, Brett Michaels, Flavor Flav. Well, that that Ocho Cinco thing, and now Flavor Flav has got my interest perked. But but can we back up a little bit to the to Brock Brock Purdy thing? Um, as a as a media person, right? And and I think we we spoke to Wilt Wallace from uh, Columbia Records a while back about this, right? Do you put that Brock Purdy not stopping to talk to more local people on Brock Purdy himself, or would you put that more on the people that are handling his PR slash management? Brock. Because at the end of the day, they work for him. Boom. And when, when you're in charge or you're giving direction, I get it. You got to play good cop, bad cop. We all know how the story goes. You're sometimes you're good cop. Sometimes whoever you have handling something is bad cop and vice versa. That's how it works. We we know the deal, right? You, you, you can't pull that trick on media like because we know the good cop, bad cop deal. And that's why my post, I don't know if you saw the one, but I was like, um, hey, watch how you're, you know, everyone here that's got clout. <clears throat> Let me read it verbatim because I think it sounds better. I did see that post though. I've had a great week, but just remember, but just remember this, all of the temporary clout that some of you have because you, some of you have because of the committee politics played, the same people you treat good or bad now are the same ones who live here and will be here when the tourists and companies leave. Act accordingly. And again, someone said, oh, who pissed you off? I'm like, no, nobody pissed me off. But just remember, you live here. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like back in the day, your mom will pull you to the side and say, all right, when the, when the family leaves, when your friends leave, you still live in this house. I'm going to beat your ass. I think that's that's most black and brown moms, buddy. That's what that is. Because <laughs> wait till they leave. You still got to live under this roof. Keep and that's playing. Exactly I feel that mentality, you know, athletes here, influencers, restaurant owners, anybody who ever lives here still, when that Super Bowl leaves, this weekend in Salt Lake City in Utah, when the NBA All-Star leaves, when the, when the Major League Baseball, when all that, when they, when they get out of town, how did you treat people who still live in the city? And how do you expect to be treated now? And I think that's, uh, people forget about that and they, they need to think about that a little more often. Yeah, and I, I think to that point too, I, um, I, was, I was interested to hear your, your thoughts on who's more to blame because I think, you know, to your point, right, most people... Yeah, Brock Purdy's been on a lot of things since he, you know, he started playing and he, you know, he got, you know, the recognition and he's doing whatever. But you don't forget those days of like you being, like you said, coming up in a place like Phoenix and playing high school. Right. And you remember those people who were the people like you remember the stations, you remember that kind of thing. Right. And to your point, right, if you're watching and you walk through these rooms and someone's like, yo, this is hometown, you are able to say. You know, that's why I wanted to hear, like, you know, your point, right? A lot of these people are like, oh, it's the handlers. No, I've watched plenty of artists and stuff be like, you know, nah, that's my man right there. I, I got, let me rock with him for like 10 minutes. Let me, you know, I know my schedule says whatever, but this my man. Let me, this this the dude been here. Before the pop stations knew who I was, before ESPN knew who I was, this dude has already been here and he wrote about me before. This dude gave me a shout out before when I only had like 700 followers, right? So I remember this dude. This dude played my record back when I was just trying to get somebody to hear my record. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, so I was concerned about me. I got it. Like, it, uh, on the totem pole, and I had invited some of the local sports people. I was like, yo, Brock is coming at 3 o'clock. 
you might want to be around here or I can see if we, you know, we can get you to do something. I'll forfeit my time in here so you could get something, right? That's how, because I knew local guy. It's a great story. I didn't expect anything from me. So curbing me at being locally from here, I'm not on sports. So I just, I, I do kind of get it, right? But the sports people that have covered you and have high school film of you, where you were the player of the week, where you were this and that, I felt bad or a certain type of way for them and how they got treated. So, but, but you're right. You do see people, you run into somebody like, yeah, man, you played my record first before anybody. They make time. People make time for who they want to make time. And even if they don't like have like time right there, hey, I got to jump on CBS Sports or Fox or, but I'll be right back. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, like, like I, I, I like to tell these stories too, Crisco, because I think sometimes we tell so many bad stories, not you and I in particular, but so many bad stories that we forget like the good that people have done. And like, um, I particularly want to tell this one because like, I, I think he gets such a bad rap sometimes about some of the things he's done, but I'll never forget like Chris Brown, like his first visit to Tampa, right? Chris Brown was so new. The dude showed up in sweatpants, a t-shirt. He's got his mom with him on the road. He's got Tina Davis with him on the road and shouts out to Tina because her and I have been cool from day one. I've ever talked to her when she was at Def Jam and everything else. Right. And it's just him and the dancers on the road and they're doing, they're stopping at every station, no real budget, just on this run of trying to meet all the PDs in the markets. Right. It's- yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's way right. Run it is run it is just dropping. It's run it. It's like that's what it is. And he's so new that my PD is like, yeah, you can interview him, but in the back studio. So not even main studio. I interviewed Chris Brown in the back production studio. Dope kid was really just looking for a teen night to go to if he could. He was that new. Six months later, the kid is all over the place, and I'm talking like everywhere. And then he comes through with the tour where him and Lil Wayne were on. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to Tina and Tina was like, yo, just show up here. We'll get you from the gate. We'll bring you back in here. We'll get another interview for you. And I would, those are the experiences to me, to your point, right? Like that's why like I, to this day, I give Tina Davis her flowers. I give, I give Chris Brown his flowers because those are those things like they didn't forget, right? They, they come back through and it's like, yo bro, like when nobody wouldn't talk to me here, all the PDs talk to me now, but when nobody wouldn't talk to me, you were like, yo, let's let's do this interview. Like, like I, I rock with Tina. Let's do this interview. Tip has always been the same way. Like, Tip will see me and be like, bro, like, like I remember I was, when I first got to the pop station. They were on a hip hop station R and B run. We weren't the only records we were playing by Ti was uh the old ones, uh the one with Justin Timberlake, um and right. then uh, not even that. We were playing a recurrent, whatever you like. Yeah, that's saying, it. Yeah, we weren't doing no no new album stuff, none of that stuff. But Tip has always been him. Big shout out to my cousin Clay, who's deep in the family, MLK, that whole Grand Hustle movement, right? If they know that I'm somewhere, they are making sure that they make a stop there or I'm getting an interview if I want it or whatever. And it's more to do with that relationship, like to your point, as opposed to we only promoting here because we got this product. And I've even had a label dude, shout out to Johnny Promo, was like, yo, why didn't you tell me that those were your people? I go, no, because at first I want to do the job. Like the job is to come through you. And then when you can't get it done, then I start using it. But it's not to go over you and then mess my relationship up with you. You're doing the job and you're, you have an itinerary of things that you got to get done. And I understand that and I respect that. So even respecting their side, the respect comes from both sides. And, you know, and then it be, it builds that relationship, which is a pretty big deal in this industry. That's why, like, I think it's funny when these things happen, because these guys also forget, too. There are very few of them and we probably can count on them on one hand, right? that have gone up but never seem to come down. Michael Jordan might be one because, yeah, he's not on the court, 
But Jordan is still of that level to where he's never really come down, right? He's he's like this god, right? Brady's like this god, like you know. And I'm not saying that they, like I said, I told people, I told we talked about my experience with Brady here, right? He's, it was a good dude. It was a very good experience. But they're in this space where you don't have the same conversation about what goes up comes down, right? It's not the same thing. But most of these guys. They're coming back in six years. God forbid if they get hurt or something, but it's not the same because ESPN ain't giving them that top billing anymore because now they're second string or their team's not doing much, you know, and they're not even good for, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them maybe tomorrow in the third segment, but we're, they're not getting headlines, right? And they forget like, Dag, remember when you walk right by me and I just go to, like you said, I'm ready. Just give me two questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. But shout out, you know what? And I want to send a shout out to all the jocks, all the DJs that work in radio that you knew damn well when your when your PD said, oh yeah, just take it to the back room. Take them to studio E. Like not even A or B. Take them to E, the production studio. Just go, yeah, just but you know what? Shout out to the jocks that did it. And uh because they were either A, a fan of who was coming through. Or B, they were like, you know what? I see something. I'm going to do it. I'm going to respect my job. And you never know. You saw the potential and it's paid off. Because the PDs, man, I've been in a situation. I've been on both sides. It's like, damn, we don't have time or, or we can't really get them in. Just record something right quick. And, and then I've been on the other side. We're like, yo, let me get this interview. I want to run it. Or like, let me do, ah, yeah, just just do something. We're not going to put them on the air. It still happens today, by the way, though. It happens a lot. Still. Yeah, but I think to that, today, nowadays, though, it's better, right? Because... To your point, right, and, and a lot of people that are getting into radio now, they, they may not know this, right? Like, they cut us off. They were like, that's never going to air, so why would you even want to do that interview? Whereas now it's like, well, we can always record it for digital. Let's get that interview because we can use it on digital right. if they're smart. Guys like me and you, even back then, were like, we can find a way. Because like I said, to another point, right, I never forget my PD was like, uh, Gucci Mai, uh, back room, back studio. And this is when Gucci, to me, was like at his lowest because he was going through the Jeezy thing, right? And Jeezy was like on super fire. So everybody wasn't messing with Gucci like that, not knowing that Gucci would return, you know? But I remember my PD like, yeah, yeah, you can interview him. He can come through. Cause, you know, I would always check if, a, you know, I wouldn't just bring artists in the building. I'd be like, yo, I got this call. You know, my, so my PD was always in the loop and shout out to him. He was always like, yo, let's rock with it. But everybody didn't get the front studio. He'd be like, yo, you can call, you can bring them in, do drops, interview them or whatever. But it was, we weren't so much like how now we just know if I can get that interview and I can get a camera there, even if it's a dope setup with my phone, I can find yeah. a way to use this on social. You know, yep. back, you yep. know, then it wasn't the same. But you and I, to your point, I was just like, bro, I rock with you, bro. Like I got like I rock with you. I, and plus it was giving me always practice with these interviews and interviewing these guys, too. Right. Right. Yeah, man. So um, that's kind of like the NFL Super Bowl experience kind of wrapped up. If y'all want to go check it out, it's at Crisco Kid. And by the way, I'm going to start posting YouTube shorts and get into Facebook reels. Uh, apparently, that's where the new algorithm is. That's somewhere else for us to go. Um, Gary V, according to Gary V, uh, when we were talking about algorithms and YouTube shorts and just where to be, he's like, there's no shadow ban. There's not this and that. You just suck. I'm like, well, I don't know, man, because I feel like content's pretty on fire and uh, I'm still not getting that look. So uh, I think there is a little shadow banning, but I'm going to try to go into the other type of platforms. That's something for everyone kind of listening uh, to take into consideration. That's or they say to move to. It's not necessarily TikTok. If that's your audience, keep going. But YouTube Shorts and Facebook Reels might be another look for everyone as well. So 
Um, can, can, I want to jump in here because this is advice I got from someone who on no ways are they saying that they're the level of uh, Gary V. But this is the advice I got from a 20 year old. And it might okay. be some of the best advice I think I've ever gotten. He said to me, he just said to me, just, just plain. He goes, stop worrying about the algorithm. Stop worrying about if you're posting the perfect content and just post and just keep posting. Keep feeding yeah. them. Keep feeding the people that you want to talk to. And it I was that simple. And it was, and, and honestly, when you think about it, right, Crisco, think about it. Every week that you and I chase a seminar or read an article or get advice from somewhere, everybody's talking about the algorithm and what we should chase and how we should post. And in reality, to me, what it seems like is the people that are really winning, they just never stop posting. Some of it's great content. Some of it's good. But they just they are always there. I don't know, Egan, because I've seen people that don't post once every three months, once every two. I go and look at the feed because I'm like, damn, how do they get thousands and thousands of this? They don't have more followers, but yet the, the, it, it just pops. And I'm um, like, um, of a, and what is the value added through this? So I'm not sure. I believe some of that. Yes. I, you know, be consistent. Like one person told me if you're going to post on uh, three times a week. Then make sure, let's just say it's Monday at noon, Wednesday at noon, Friday at noon, next week, Monday at noon, Wednesday at noon. That's supposed to help your algorithm. But then when you hear congressional hearings about how they Twitter and Elon Musk has exposed all this as well, that people really are suppressed. You've been penalized. You're moved into different brackets on how your stuff gets exposed and your information disseminated. So I think it's a combination of both. I, I agree. Be consistent. Put out shit. Don't worry about what other people are thinking. But when the companies are actually suppressing and it's in congressional hearings and everything is happening, you got to take that in consideration on, on what may be what may be at play. And and to that point, I don't. I'm not saying that what you're saying isn't right. What I think his point was to me. Well, I know what his point was because he explained it to me after that. He was like, "We spend so much time trying to figure it out." When in all of that time we're trying to figure it out, we could have just made the post. Right, because we're right, all, right. Because, we're, because what you're doing is you're sitting there trying to figure out the proper way to chase the numbers. When in all of that time, you could have just had the content up and then it'll start <laughs> happening. You know, and, 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 and to these other points, right? You make a very good point about what we're finding out in these congressional hearings because it just came out not long ago that there's a button that the folks inside of TikTok can hit and all of a sudden your post is like... Boom. So we know that in all of these companies, right, if they decide to grab onto something, they can make sure that everybody sees it or they can also make sure that hardly anybody sees it. You know, so, yeah, so you, you've you got a very good point there. But but more so, I think, to my point of what he said to me that I feel like I learned and it was very good is like I and I'll speak for me, spend a lot of time or I have where I'm looking at going Tag, what is the right time for me to post? I'm trying to research my audience and this and when time they're online. When in all of that time, I could have just posted. And whoever is going to see it, maybe someone that has seen me before, someone may share it. Because I'm going to tell you something else that, I, that, 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 that blows me and you may have seen this, right? People will walk up to me or I will see people somewhere that I have never seen in my story, that I have never seen make a comment, that I don't even know if I've ever seen in the likes. And they'll be low. Bro, I dig your podcast. Yo, you did this on the podcast. And I'll be like, 
And I'll never forget some of the talks that Jason and I have, right? Jason will be like, bro, you just got to keep keep putting it out there. Like, you got to like, you know, and also, too, one of the things that Jason talks about a lot, right? We know it's a pay-for-play system as well, right? Like, you start running ads on your stuff, some of your other stuff will probably break through a little easier, too, because, first of all, your ads are helping for more people to see it. And these companies are like, well, let's help him a little bit. I mean, he just gave us $500 last month. So we can right. un we can if it's a thing we can unshadow him unshadow ban him a little bit because he's buying advertisements. Let's help. Let's make it look like we're doing our part to get his stuff to more audiences. Right? We know for a fact it's all it's a pay for places. I never forget. Um, I don't know if you follow Isaac Hayes, right? And Isaac Hayes talked about how Facebook and Instagram or Facebook Meta, who owns Instagram, right, will never, ever, ever, ever. One more time. Let all of your followers see all of your content because oh, yeah, then, no. because then why would a Drake need them? Drake's got a hundred million followers, right? That means every time Drake puts something out of a hundred million people actually got to see it. Who does he need? He doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need them because I've already got it right. They're like, nah, Drake, we can't let you go that do that because how are we going to make any money in here? You know, yeah. and when you look at it yeah. like that, you know, you, you understand like that, that it's a business. We, we, you know, in the beginning, all these social media things were fun. They were like, Oh my God, I got my friends, everything I put out, they get it. And then the guy on the inside is going, this is a business model. Let, let, we got to make money up here in meta. Well, it's the, it's the, old, it's the old drug game. They, they, they gave us the, the, the little taste. You know what I'm saying? Now you're back. Now the whole, we've been indoctrinated over 20 years in social media to where we fiend for it. People want it. Right. And you got it all for free pretty much for the first five, eight, ten years. Now you got to pay. You know what I mean? It's basically how how, how all of that is breaking down. So, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Uh, NBA All-Star game this weekend. You expecting anything big for that? Well, I'm expecting this for you to back up a little bit because you think I'm going to let you slide because I know you went to a few parties. I know you saw some more stars. It's almost time for us to get out of here and, and close this edition of the Players Playlist down. But Crisco, hey, Jason, Crisco was real nice about, you know, we did this and we did this with radio. He ain't talking about none of them late night romps that him and his homies might have went through or at least that your homies told you about some of those parties that happened out there, Crisco. Did you hit at least one? Did you hit at least one or two that you was like, Eakin would love to be here right now. You know what? You know what? I, like you, had lived through some of my friends. I know you sent me the post, though. Shout out to Jules. She's on uh, 99 Jams in Miami. And she uh, she was my co-host here in Phoenix at, at one point. And, um, you know, I know she got that little viral love while at Drake's party Friday night at the hangar. Uh, I told, Remember I talked about that last yeah. week. I was like, yeah, Drake got a big party going on. Um, so that was a good look for her. They were kind of had a little serenading moment. I thought that was cool. Uh, Gronk Beach, a uh, shout out to my people at Bump Box. So Trade the Truth was out here. Uh, Bump Box, you know, they make all the custom, the custom boom boxes for everyone. So that was popping for Jack's Funhouse. Um, I, this would bum me out because sometimes when you, you notice know when you're a one, when you're a one man team, when you're a two man team, I felt it was more important for me and my brand to get as much content out as possible. Right. So that's what I was doing on the late night stuff is chopping video, chopping audio, getting ready for my weekend show. Uh, I had to put that together. So chopping all the interviews down or whatever I wanted to use. So I did not, I know, 
I did not make it to all the parties that I really wanted to go to. That's why when I hit that 1800 deal, that was cool on Sunday to watch the game. Uh, Osuna, you know, the big Latin superstar, he yes. ended up performing like a pop-up kind of deal. Not a lot of people knew that he was going to be there. So that was that was cool as well. So that was my only party, per se, besides some of the media events and the meet and greets or whatever might have happened. I know, sounds kind of boring, but that one-man band, I had to make sure that everything popped off, man. <laughs> but, you know, and, and to your credit, man, look, look, man, we know that these experiences are not always parties, right? You, you know, we know that. And I think one of the dopest parts of this conversation, and, you know, like I said, I always will give you your flowers, is when you told me, like, how dope the dad moments were, right? Because you don't always get a Super Bowl in your city, right? And even though your son's four right now, Something about this he's going to remember. And then another time may come and he'll enjoy it a little differently, right? But I think that experience right there, you know, people will look at this and, and I'm sure you're looking at it because you said it and be like, but yo, I had Shorty with me. We were like at the NFL experience. We got to, we were throwing the balls and, and doing the races and doing the events and the, and the courses and things like that. And, you know, sometimes, look, sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to miss the shaky, shaky party to hang with the family. I mean, right. I ain't got to right now, but sometimes you got to miss the shaky, shaky party to hang with the family. Hey, Crisco, man, I, I appreciate the Super Bowl recap, man. And, um, you know, um, we had a, the city was popping. Family was cool. Everyone had a great time. And the dad moments were definitely, to me, the, the celebrity flag football game. I forgot to talk about that. That was cool as well. You know, T-Mac and, and uh, RG3, they had their different teams. And and to be on the field and watch them play, that, that was cool. It's celebrity football games. You know how they go. Right. It's a good time, though. Yeah. Everybody's out there having a good time in a, in a sport that they don't normally play, probably. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. It, it, that's always a good time, man. Like I said, I, I appreciate you. You know, like I, I followed your story. I saw a lot of your posts. Um, and I was like, Crisco's having a ball out there, man. And, and, and. You know, like like we talked about, man, everything is not every party. We always love to hear those stories, man. But I, to me, I, I'm glad that you gave me the inside because I think people, if they knew what it took to get some of the things that we wind up getting to camera, right? How, like you said, when you're a one, two man show and you're like, yo, we got to be ready because this person said they'll stop for two minutes and we got to get these two questions in. We got to make it look even bigger, but we only got two or three questions in because it was three minutes, but we got them here, right? <laughs> and, and, and shout out to Brenda. Like my girl was the MVP. She was uh, handling like administrative stuff and she's a businesswoman, handles her business. But at the same time, you know, she was she was running the phone for me, the, the camera rig. And because um, I knew that she comes from radio, she would know the angles they kind of get as much as we could. And uh, it, like you said, it takes you, you can't because you can't walk around in selfie mode all day. Right. Right. And with the microphone, and you're all this and that. So. She she was a champion for that right there. So shout out to my girl. Crisco. Hey man, as always, where can they find you at online, Crisco? Everywhere. Uh YouTube. You can look up Crisco Kid, Instagram, TikTok, Crisco Kid, C-R-I-S-C-O-K-I-D-D. Eakin, where you want them, bro? Where you want them? Hey, man, at DJ Eakin, all across all the platforms on YouTube at DJ Eakin TV, man. And shout out to my man Jason and the entire Radio Influence family. Uh, Crisco, we are still here. Uh, and for everybody that rocks with us here at this Players Playlist thing, uh, we are only looking to sweeten the pot as it goes on. Got some guests lined up because Crisco and I have been reaching out to some folks because I think this sports and entertainment thing, it really goes hand in hand, man, and, and having some good talks on some things. And also, too, if you've got some ideas, man, don't hesitate to hit us up on Twitter. 
hit us up on Instagram. I know Chris goes a lot like me, man, where he answers those things. Um, I see a lot of people that that talk to us on Twitter, and we definitely try our best to answer that back. Cause I ain't too big, dog. I ain't too big. <laughs> Crisco, man, I'm gone, man. It's always love, man. And uh, I will see you soon. And um, hey, wait, I know we got to get out of here. But are you feeling really, really good about that KD trade? Um, I, I mean, I'm kind of mixed still. We got to see how it plays out. I think KD's one of the, you know, the greatest. Um, Chris Paul, I mean, how long do we have him? Another year, maybe? Um, then it's just, you know, it's D-Book and, and, and KD. And then I think Cam Johnson and uh, yeah, and uh, Mikel Bridges. I mean, those are two great players. The city loved them. Um, good luck with you know their their journey in the in the league. But if if everything gels and works together how it should, this should be a pretty great team finishing off the rest of the season if everyone can be healthy. So well, I'm more interested. Wouldn't be me if I didn't put you on the spot. Out of the two of them, do you think? Out of the t- it wouldn't be me if I didn't put you on the spot. So. Out of the two of them, would you have rather they had gotten Kyrie or are you glad they got KD out of the two of them? Probably KD. Why so? Um, I think he brings, I think he compliments what DeAndre Ayton, and see, people leave DeAndre Ayton out the conversation. But, I mean, he already holds a couple of records for the Suns. Uh, this is only what his third or fourth year in the league. Think four, and um, I think between the two, the ball movement, the in to shoot it back out to wherever KD needs to be. Chris Paul still calling the shots. D book is D book. While everybody was talking about the Super Bowl, I think he dropped like sixty points that game. So, um, man, the more I'm talking about it out loud, I don't think. Yeah, I think we. I think we all we got to get a little smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. We'll see how it plays out. Let's go, man. We'll see how it plays out, man. For everybody rocking with us here at the Players Playlist, man. I am DJ Eakin. That's my guy, Chris Go Kid, man. Shout out to Radio Influence, man. Thank you again for sticking with us, man. Ahala!